Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is March 2nd, 2022, episode 110. My name is Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? A little sad. Oh, why are you? <laughs> he got <jumped> guard. <laughs> why are you sad? No, I just, not about anything, I guess, super important in life. It's just about baseball. <laughs> Oh, of course you're sad. I thought I thought you were going to be sad about how you failed every goal you had in February, but this is another thing. Yeah, I'm sort of resigned to that already. <laughs> it's two months in, it's already done. Yeah, you had a productive February. I did. I actually kept my goals. I beat the four games that I was supposed to in February, and one of them was Horizon. And how'd you I like? How'd you like Horizon? I quite liked it. Once I let the game be what it was and not what I wanted it to be, like. When I first started up in January, I was like, "Ugh, I don't want to collect these resources all the time to make my arrows, and I don't want to have to like go all the over the map and just keep killing this like the monsters to get the parts I need. Not monsters, but robots. Um, and then once you let it like become what it is, and after you get about a third of the way through, then the story really picks up at a fast pace, and it kind of just keeps you uh, motivated to go through the story." Um, it was a solid 8 out of 10 when I was done. There were just some things. Like, I didn't like how you had to actually have crafting to tr- to do travel, like fast travel. You had to actually craft things to make fast travel. So if you didn't have those parts, especially in the early part of the game, uh, you just had to trek it everywhere. And that wasn't as fun. Um, but the voice acting was great. The story was great. Uh, the combat was half decent. Uh, so, yeah, it was very fun. I played on story mode. I played on baby mode, but whatever. I... I think I enjoyed it much better because I played it on a level that I could uh, be good at it. And I will probably, I liked it enough to go back to do the expansion stuff. You're going to do the DLC? Yes. Yeah. And it definitely leaves it on a cliffhanger that I don't know if it picks up in the second game. Uh, but now I'm quite curious. Yeah, I don't know anything about the story for the second game either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, well, it's been a few years since I played it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did very much so more than I thought I would. Do you have a what's your next game on your radar for March that you plan to beat? I should I should finish Pokemon Arceus, mm. um, but I also lied last week. Apparently, I did have Atelier uh, Sophie two pre ordered. I just did it back in October <laughs> and I just forgot, and it showed up on Friday. So I'm like, oh, here it is. Okay, well then I guess I have to finish Pokemon for reals now uh, to get to Sophie. But I finished Horizon so I can get to Sophie so I can have a, a Switch game and a PS4 game. So, life is good. Well, I haven't really been playing anything new, but I did at least uh, watch a movie over the weekend. What did you watch? Oh, I remember what you watched, yes. Yeah, I had to uh, take take advantage of my last couple days of my Crave subscription before it expired on February 28th, before I didn't auto-renew it, I should say. <laughs> uh, come up, sneak up on you. Yeah, but there was a movie on there that I'd wanted to watch last year. I think it came out last August or something. In, uh, I theaters. think so because watching the trailers, it screamed Tyler movie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman. Um, I like, like I like the people behind the the film. Like it was. Uh, although I feel bad that the film film underperformed because it probably pretty much killed the directorial career for uh, the woman's name was Lisa Joy. She was. Uh, um, she was a part of the Westworld series, the creation oh. of that, along with her, her husband is Jonathan Nolan, who's Christopher Nolan's oh, brother. Oh, I didn't So they that. created Westworld together, her and Jonathan. And this was her directorial debut. She got to write, produce, and direct 
uh, this this film with Hugh Jackman called Reminiscence. And yeah, the trailer came out last year, like last spring or whatever, and I was really hooked uh, by the trailer. Like, oh, this looks awesome. Uh, I love Hugh Jackman in a sci-fi role. With the trailer, didn't give too much away. It's some kind of like it's not really time travel per se. It's more just like he reads people's memories. It's set in the future. They don't give a specific time, but let's just I don't know. Say it's, assume it's like twenty to thirty years into the future, and uh, there's been like climate change has caused like the the sea levels to rise mm. the movie takes place mostly in miami so miami now is like kind of like half underwater like buildings oh. are like some some areas are submerged and they call those areas like the sunken coast and then other areas you'll have like these skyscraper buildings that like really only the top half is habitable because the bottom mm. half is all so everybody just gets around in like boats and little um yeah it's, it's an interesting idea like this the, watching this movie is just i think it was right, right around two hours maybe i didn't check the exact runtime, but after the movie was over i was a little underwhelmed i thought it was a really good movie um, they had good concepts, really good acting. Um, I didn't have any problem, a problem with like really any of the technical technical aspects of the film. It's just more of the story fell apart for me in the second half, and I thought there was a lot of cool ideas that were introduced early on that obviously would have been fleshed out more over like a mini series type run. But for a two hour movie, they didn't want to, I guess, you know, overexpose it too much on some of the technology and the other features behind this memory memory viewing I don't know like Hugh Jackman's role is like he's like a former military interrogator or something and he he uses these uh he uses this machine that they have where people can can relive memories from their past um because they say like people hate people hate the future so much everybody's so depressed because of the way the world is now everybody just wants to go back and revisit their memories like nostalgia so they they pay him to basically he uses this device on their head they they is it a focus no, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I won't go too deep into the tech of it, but like it's it was cool. It was really cool. Like I said, the first half hour, I was really intrigued. Um, there's a lot of there is some like cliches in this film for sure. Like I mean, it it starts off with exposition, um, which again is fine. I mean, Hugh Jackman has a great voice for that kind of narration, mm-hmm. but some of the lines in the film, I kind of roll my eyes at. It was almost kind of like Max Payne style narration, Ooh. where it's just like very you know Jackman's got a deep voice. So he just says these lines with such intensity, but you're just like okay, like. <laughs> it's a little overdone right but still then the, the the whole movie really revolves around this love arc between him and this woman in the film uh, played by rebecca ferguson um uh what's her, her character's name was may in the film like i think it was like m-a-e it was spelled may like not like the month but yeah you know, like i said the, the movie really had me in the first half uh i was intrigued to see where it went and then the more the story went on and they introduced more names and characters i didn't really care about and i was just like okay it's and the way it resolved was was satisfying to an extent but I, re- I really didn't like the last five minutes of the film i thought it ended kind of weak okay and again like if it was more fleshed out it would be better i think so i would say uh, the hype for the film probably had me thinking this might be like an eight out of ten movie um but after watching i'd probably say it's like a six out of ten mm. did you want to mention how hard it bombed I, I knew it bombed relative to its budget, but I didn't realize that it actually kind of like set a record for, based on it had a pretty wide release. Like it was a it's a it's a Warner Brothers um, produced movie, right? So it's mm. they're also going to put it out in a wide release. Yeah, it came out. It was August twentieth, twenty twenty one. Says it was a box office bomb, grossing only fifteen million dollars worldwide against a a, a break even point of one hundred and ten million. 
So the budget was somewhere between fifty to sixty-five million, mm-hmm. um, plus marketing. But plus marketing, and everything they they say they need they need to make about one hundred and ten just to break even. It only made fifteen, which is obviously pretty bad. It was. And <laughs> it also set a record for having the worst debut of all time for a film playing in over three thousand theaters. Yeah. So you can tell, didn't have a lot of do, audience. Do you want to say what movie destroyed it that weekend? Paw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sad because that movie just, oh, it looked like Tyler's dream movie. Yeah, it had a lot of, the pieces were all there for me to love it, and it just didn't all come together for me, but, you know. Maybe they'll give her another chance. It was a bad time to release a movie. Yeah, it was the release window was tough. A bit of a bummer, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm looking forward now. Big hype for... Tuesday, Tuesday, the Tuesday. The Batman. I'm avoiding spoilers. I've seen some non-spoiler reviews, and so far it sounds amazing. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing the Batman. Have you given up on seeing Uncharted? I think once they've given up, but it's on the back burner now. I mean, if someone asked me to go see it, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, go, I'll still go see it. But I'm going to prioritize the Batman right now. And if I get around to watching Uncharted, so be it. And if not, then I'll just catch it whenever it comes to streaming someday. Do you plan? Do you think Do you think the Batman is uh, more than one theater watch? I think so. Yeah. I think it won't be for a lot of people because I think the runtime will turn people off. I don't think oh, people yeah. really want to go see, watch a three-hour movie more than once in theaters. Mm-hmm. But but now that you can have popcorn during it again, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely excited for it. And uh, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Would you like to read our email from last week? I would love to read the email. One second. Okay. Episode 109 from Daniel. Kept it short and sweet here. He just says, hello, I thought about it, and I definitely have a, quote, chill game, and it is 2K21 Golf. Noise. He says, Dan says, I just spent about 15 minutes playing a round of golf, and it's fun. There isn't any stress, and it relaxes me. Yep. Good. Yeah, I mean, I I, can definitely see golf games doing that. I mean... For sure. Unless there, unless there was some kind of mode in that game where there was like a time limit or something. Oh, like like see, then golf. you just ruined it. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, because normally, yeah, you can just take your time with golf. You can, you know line up your shot and i'm sure the game has like a i don't know i haven't played it but i'm assuming it has kind of like an ambient soundtrack in the background mm. or maybe it's just like crowd noise i have no idea what the actual sounds are uh. but maybe there's commentary i have no idea <laughs> well thanks for the email dan i appreciate it always happy to hear from you and is mario guess... golf ever chill yeah i think so why wouldn't know. it be mario strikers used to be chill until i started playing with you now it just makes me angry same tennis mario <laughs> tennis used to be fun too then i play with you well i'm very competitive so no, because I'm not. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, um, keeping with our uh, trend of alternating topics per week, we are due to talk about sports today. Mm-hmm. And normally around this time, the beginning of March, I would be very happy to discuss the upcoming MLB season. Because mm-hmm. obviously right now it would be like spring training would be going on. Mm-hmm. There'd be, you know, just yeah, daily behind the scenes videos like Blue Jays camp and stuff. But now they're just talking. Alas, there is not going to be any baseball for a while because the powers that be, the owners and Rob Manfred specifically, have decided that they're going to play hardball with the players union right now, and they don't. They're not in any rush to start the season. So they set a. They had initially set a hard deadline for February twenty eighth. And they said, if we don't have a deal by today, there's not gonna, we're not going to start on, on time on opening day. And then they kind of extended an extra day. Mm-hmm. They said, like, by 5 p.m. Eastern time on March 1st. That's the last time we're going to... So there was, like, hope. Like, mm-hmm. the, it seemed like they were close. Like, the the MLB press releases all made it seem like the two sides were close in agreement. And then last minute yesterday, it's like, nope, they're further apart than ever, it seems. They're, yeah, MLB, I saw a unanimous vote against. Yeah, it was... So now it's just 
bad. I feel like it's bad again, and I don't think either side is in any rush. They've already basically, at this point, committed to canceling the first two series of That's each it? team's, basically like the first two, week. Yeah, week and a half-ish, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but I really feel like we're definitely going to miss at least a month. Oh, yeah. No, like, I expect a- April's a write-off. April um, is, yeah, gone. And yeah, unless unless either side kind of decides to cave in to demands all of a sudden, I really don't see anything happening um, regular season-wise until like May. At least. Which is a huge yeah. bummer. Yep. But you'll uh, have MLB the show in April 1st still, though. Oh, I know. But even that will still, my hype will be a little diminished because you won't have like... You made it through the COVID season. You can I do know. it again. I'm just saying, like, there's there was last, last MLB's season last year was so good for a lot of teams. There's a lot oh, of hype yeah. to build it's fun off to watch. of. And you know, you got all these great young players. Yeah, you know, wasting like uh, Soto and Otani and and uh, Tatis and Vlad and that uh, Bo. I'm just trying to pick up one from each team. I'm not trying to be a homer <laughs> for the Jays here, but you are a homer. Don't even joke. But I mean, even like the moves the Jays made in the offseason, there was so much excitement around this team going into the season and. I just feel like even if we have stay like a hundred game season, like hundred game regular season, it's just gonna feel weird. I felt and you're weird the COVID year too, but at least there was a kind of a proper excuse that year though. Like there was mm. a, a health issue going on. It wasn't just because people were arguing over. When's the last time they they strike like this? Nineteen ninety four. Okay, yeah. so here we are again. Yep. Twice in our lifetime. Here we go. Yeah. And it's a bummer too because like I said it's not all just necessarily about money I mean, most of it's about money but there's just <laughs> other things too like MLB for some reason the owners and and Manfred obviously is on the owner side they they were really pushing hard for like a 14 they wanted to have 14 teams make the postseason which would be a huge jump like, that's, almost, that's almost half the league because like, there's 30 teams in the league so yeah but how do we make it now currently it's just uh, but it would technically would just be 8 oh, because okay. you have the 3 division winners plus the wild card winner Okay. Well, the, the wild card game is its own. I guess technically five teams from each make it, but then really only after wild card game, only right. four move on right. to the divisional okay. and then the conference, et cetera. And so the anyways, players don't want that. To play, so no, the players were said they they said they're okay with twelve. We can do a twelve team playoff. Fourteen is too many. That just seems like a money grab at that point. Well, that's what the owners want exactly. Yeah. Um, but even with twelve, it seems kind of funny because again, they haven't really discussed like they're not going to realign the divisions. Like in the past, they used to just have two divisions in each American League and National League, yeah. and then they went to three divisions per. So mm-hmm. the, way the, the way the current format's been for a while is you have each division winner mm-hmm. makes the playoffs, then you have a wild card. Well, it's only been however many years now. I can't remember when they instituted the wild card format the way it is now. But you have like a wild card like play in basically for those mm-hmm. two teams, and then those four teams from the AL and NL move on, et cetera. Yeah, well, but you have like but, extra wildcard teams then? So, so the way it would work now, essentially, if they don't realign, is you're still going to have your three division winners, but mm-hmm. then you basically have like three wildcard teams yeah. making it. So it's basically guaranteed that like in the American League, at least in any given year, you're going to have the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rays all in the mix somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Orioles, if they ever get their crap together, I don't know, but... Yeah, I don't know, like I said, it's just a real bummer. So uh, in that spirit, I still want to talk about something baseball related because I'm still in baseball mood I, I wish I were like I wish I could be in a baseball mood so I thought I know I've talked about baseball movies on here in the past so it's probably mostly just been talking about Moneyball um, and maybe a couple other films but I haven't done like an actual you sure? Like, I'm pretty sure I have well I know for sure I haven't talked about a lot of the other films on this list that okay. I made I just sort of went through I went back to like I don't know Technically, if you just if you just go on Wikipedia and look up like baseball movies, it goes all the way back to like the 1920s. But 
for the purposes of this discussion, really only went back to like the seventies. Like the earliest one I could find that I'd heard of, or at least that I remember seeing when I was younger, is like the the original Bad News Bears film. That's from like nineteen seventy four. Oh, I remember I think. Angels in the Outfield. Yep. So I'll tell you what, I'm gonna just rattle off these titles for these baseball films. Uh, this is in chronological order when they release, and you tell me how many you've actually heard of, not even seen, just heard of. Mm, okay. So, like I said, I already Did said, Airbud play baseball. I, there, there are Airbud ones, but I didn't put them on the list. Oh, we already failed. Did you watch the Airbud ones when you were younger? No, but I know of them. Well, yeah, because I watched them play basketball. I watched them play soccer. I think he played soccer, didn't he? I'm sure he did. <laughs> I want him to play golf next. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, and for some of the ones on this list that I have seen, I'll just give a brief, like, my opinion on the film, or at least what I remember about it. Some of these I haven't seen in a long time. But, uh, so like they said, going back to the 70s, you have the original Bad News Bears with the Walter Matthau. I've heard of that one, yeah. yeah. And that was, that was a great film. Like I said, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch it for my first time probably till in the 90s when I was younger. Uh, they did eventually do a remake of it with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. I think sometime, oh. sometime in the 2000s. I thought that was the original, honestly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's a film from the 80s. I apologize. I didn't write down the actual years for these. I was just sort of making a list on my phone. But in the 80s, there was a, a film called The Natural with Robert Redford. Who's that? Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, Brewster's Millions. What? That was is one that? with Richard Pryor. Who is that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm here to disappoint. Oh, uh, Bull Durham. That's a Kevin Costner one from the 80s. Yeah, Kevin Costner and Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon. I haven't actually seen that one before. Um, but it, this was sort of like the first... Uh, like Kevin Costner is, is a notorious baseball fan. Like anybody who watched the Field of Dreams game last year, like the, yeah. the MLB-sponsored game they had between the White Sox and the Yankees when they actually created that that stadium at the field in... Um, oh, was it Iowa? I want to say it was Iowa. I can't remember the exact area. Sure. But, um but yeah, because so Costner did has done several baseball films over his career. The first one he did was called Bull Durham, and after that was the one he's probably most well known for, which is most well known for, sorry, which is Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie called Eight Men Out, and that was about the uh, uh, Chicago um, scandal back in the 1920s. The not the Cubs, the the White Sox, but the um, were they called the Black Sox back then? I can't remember the or was that just the name of the scandal. I heard that's a good film though too. Cause it, it, it's it talks about um, how like the whole team sort of like it was like a they were basically fixing the games like for gambling purposes I think. Oh. So. Uh, and then you have here's probably one of the most iconic. I mean, it's, it's very rare you get baseball comedies. Most baseball films take themselves pretty seriously. Serials. Yeah, but there was a pretty famous one that came out in the late '80s called Major League, and that centers around the Cleveland Indians team. Um, like they use the Indians logo and everything. Uh, well, I guess they're not called the Indians anymore. They're called the Guardians now. But for those, <gasps> was that this year? Yeah, that was supposed oh, to be this year. Man. They were going to rebrand. I want. Do they have a new? They have. Yeah, the logo is kind of boring. Oh man. Yeah, Major League is a great film. Like it's uh, it one of Charlie Sheen's first roles. Wesley Snipes Charlie was also Sheen. in it. I forgot he existed. Yeah. Um. Then there was uh, a League of Their Own. That's the Tom Hanks one, where it's like he's managing the female baseball team. What is that? Uh, then you have Mr. Baseball. That was <laughs> one with Tom Selleck, where I think he has to go over to play in Japan or Korea, Japan. I think it was Japan. Um, the Sandlot. I mean, that's a that's an infamous one for most people's most people Sandlot. of our generation, their childhood. The Sandlot. Yeah, it came out in the nineties. Not a clue. 
Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Most people know that one. Uh, there was this one's a rare one for a baseball film. It, it's it's like a thriller slash a baseball thriller. Yeah, well, because it's not well, it it is about baseball, but it's also the the movie's called The Fan, and it literally sends <gasps> literally centers around like a deranged fan. Uh, played by Robert De Niro of the San Francisco Giants. He becomes obsessed with this one player played by um, uh, Wesley Snipes. And like the movie goes so far as like he... There's a scene in this movie. I, I, this movie was, it was really it was really good. It was directed by Tony Scott, who unfortunately passed away some years ago, but he was a great director, did a lot of action thriller films in the 90s. But uh, I remember at one point that like De Niro's obsessed with this uh, player on the Giants and the guy's going through a slump or he's losing playing times for another player on the team played by like Benicio Del Toro so I, I remember like De Niro at one point like stalks the guy stalks the other player wow Del Toro's character into like a sauna like at a, at a gym or something and he murders him oh my gosh so that like the other player would get his job back <laughs> like, so yeah it's pretty uh, it's a pretty intense film I won't spoil any other than that but uh, yeah definitely very different from any other baseball movies on this list and after that we have um, another Kevin Costner one called uh, for love of the game and I haven't seen this one either this came out I think in like 99 and it's actually surprisingly when I looked it up today it's directed by Sam Raimi he did the original Spider-Man trilogy right like films. I knew his name was um, familiar uh, this next one unless I talked about this with Dan today actually I recommend he should check this out if he if it's streaming anywhere I'm not sure if it's on Crave or somewhere else but uh, I remember watching this film back in I think it came out in 2001 uh, I can't remember if I saw it on cable or I think it was like an HBO thing. I must have seen it, seen it on like TNN back in the day or something back with the old cable networks that we had. But uh, <laughs> it was called it's called 61. Well, it's 61 with like an asterisk symbol. And it's because it, it talks about the 1960s Yankees teams that had like Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle on them and how they were both they were both like going for the home run uh, the the season home run total. Oh, okay. And uh it's an interesting to look at like how the Yankees were back because like Roger Maris's character, like he was he was very like like Mickey Mantle was like everybody in New York loved him. He was like the superstar of the team. He'd be like the equivalent of like a Mike Trout nowadays, right? Okay. And Roger Maris was like almost as good of a player, um, talent wise as as Mickey, but Roger was much more reserved. Like didn't like the media, didn't want to be seen as like a you know, he wasn't really a New York guy, so the fans didn't like him as much. You know what uh. I mean? So just the the movie does a good job of depicting how the two guys handled the success differently and how like like Mickey Mantle loved the home run chase and Maris didn't he just wanted to win he didn't care about mm. the, the numbers okay and uh, but the, it also like works on the relationship between the two players like the actors do a really good job and it was actually directed by Billy Crystal who's a really big baseball fan as well um, so I remember that being a, a really good one of my favorite baseball films uh, there's one came out in early two thousands called Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Where he <laughs> coaches a youth baseball team. No, like that Andrew, sounds Andrew almost too bad yeah. to be good. Maybe. I only seen it once, like years ago. I don't remember that much about it. Um, this one actually, I rewatched. I mean, I watched it when it came out. I don't know, almost twenty years ago. But I rewatched it a couple years ago. Um, I can't remember if it was on Disney Plus or something. I watched it on, but uh, it was called The Rookie, and that was one with Dennis Quaid. Where no, it he, sounds like a TV show with cops. Well, it is that too. But <laughs> technically, this came out first. This movie, I think, came out in like two thousand four mm. or something. But it's based on a true story of a. Uh, uh, guy who I think he was in his late 30s he was like 38 or 39 or something and he he managed to get a tryout from like the Tampa Bay Devil Rays okay they, they brought him back to the team for like a season and a half or something like just you know because he was still able to throw 
He was a pitcher. Mm. So they'll throw like. I remember this. You remember this film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did remember. I did see this. Yeah. It was really good. It was okay. Uh, after that, there's the one that came out. There's one that came out with Bernie Mac called Mr. 3000. <laughs> that was pretty good. Again, there's some comedy in that one because it's Bernie Mac, but it's not necessarily on the same level as like Major League or something. Mm. This next one, I told Dan today, I've actually never seen this film, which is probably surprising considering it's probably one of the most recognizable baseball films in the last 20 years or so, but I've never seen Fever Pitch. That's the one with Jimmy. I was going to say Fever Pitch. I've seen that one. With Jimmy Fallon Drew and Drew Barrymore. Barrymore? Yeah, yeah, both the Boston I've Red seen Sox. That one. Yeah. How uh, have you not seen that one? That was I don't know. Ever. Yeah. It's always on TV too. I just feel like I never yeah. watch it. Then there was the Bad News Bears remake, like I said, with mm. Billy Bob, which is good, but not as good as the original. This one was much more crude, as is in tone with <laughs> Billy Bob's sort <laughs> yeah, of I was gonna say. humor. It's almost like he's just, he's just playing like the Bad Santa character, but as a drunken baseball coach, basically, right? Yes. Then, of course, you have one of the best baseball movies ever, which is Moneyball. <laughs> yes, we we have talked about Moneyball a multitude of times here. Um, and then this one, I, I talked about this with Dan today, too, because I think Dan liked this movie better than I did. But there's one that came out, I don't know, 2013, I think it was. It's called Trouble with the Curve. And it, it was a Clint Eastwood one. He plays like an aging scout for a major league team and it also has like Justin Timberlake and Amy Adams in it what yeah it's, it's there's like a romance angle to it and it's, it's not uh, so much a baseball movie like there's a base, there's a baseball story well, around it Fever Pitch is either a baseball movie but it's probably more baseball than this one did oh but, wow um, but also another probably one of the better baseball films in the last 20 years that came out after that was the, uh, 42 the Jackie Robinson oh, yep. one with um, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. Black and Rest in Peace the Black Panther actor yep. Yeah. Also, Harrison Ford did a really good job in that film too. He's played the he played the uh, like general manager of the Dodgers. Because again, the whole thing with it's a good baseball movie, but it's about more than that too, right? Because it's all about how Jackie Robinson broke the like the race barrier, yes. how he was like the first prominent black player in Major League Baseball, paved the way for all the other uh, African American players to. So it's it's a, it's a really good film from that perspective. There's a lot of tough language in it if you don't like the language that was used back then you, you get offended by that it, there's a lot of that in the film but that's just how it was back then they really show how poorly Jackie was treated piece. by the fans and the other teams yeah. um, there, was a, there was like a Disney film that came out um, with uh, John Hamm like he's the guy from Mad Men uh, it was called Million Dollar Arm and it was I think it was Million loosely Dollar. based on a true Baby. story but it was about like a again I think he's like a an agent or a scout or something and he goes to like he goes to, to India and he recruits these kids that were like I think they were on a cricket team because he thinks <laughs> oh maybe they if they can play cricket maybe they can throw maybe they can be pitchers in like Major League Baseball right okay so it's, it's sort of like it's, it's like one of those Disney angles a little bit of that like fish out of water humor and I don't know it's it's definitely a Disney film I, I haven't seen I remember seeing the trailer back in the day when it was announced and I was like yeah it looks like a typical Disney feel good sports movie but, yeah you know no, and then this yeah. one the next one I was intrigued about I've never seen it um, like I don't think it's on any streaming services or anything but there's one that came out like five or six years ago it's called The Phenom and it stars Paul Giamatti and I think he plays like a sports psychologist this isn't based on a true story I think it's just like original screenplay but he plays like a sports psychologist who um, is trying to well the movie's about him having these therapy sessions with a player like a young player on the team like a rookie who um, is underperforming like, he's got talent but he's underperforming because he's got like not mental issues, but he's got psychological trauma in his past from his father who would like push him really hard to be a baseball player. And the father played by Ethan Hawke and he's sort of like a borderline abusive alcoholic, just like always pushing his kid to be the best. But, you know, you know, those stories go with the parents when they, you know, push their kids to do things they really want to do. Um, So I remember seeing a trailer for that years ago and it looked intriguing, but like I said, I never got around to really tracking it down to watch it anywhere. 
kind of it's a kind of an obscure indie film so but really other than that I mean in the last I don't know say seven eight years there hasn't been that many baseball films anymore and I don't know if I mean obviously people probably aren't running out to make them during the pandemic it's not really maybe a COVID friendly type of film to make but uh, yeah I just I don't know I don't know where what the future of baseball films could look like because in the past you usually had a few different examples you'd have like Disney like kids type films like Angels in the Outfield or, or Rookie of the Year or stuff like that those kind of films Sandlot geared towards children mm-hmm. and then you have obviously the historical like there's like bi- biographical films I didn't talk about in here like there's like a Ty Cobb film from the 90s with Tommy Lee Jones there's one about uh, Babe Ruth with John Goodman those are more like biographical films obviously and then you have ones that are just sort of like you know obscure movies like about you know one specific player like the one I mentioned with Tom Selleck or the one with Bernie Mac um yeah, so I don't know. There's there's different types of baseball films you can make, but really, I don't. I think they're running out of ideas for them. <laughs> That's true. Do you think it's also that filmmakers or companies don't want to make them because of the stigma that baseball is for older gen- older people, older generations? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely like again, if you look at the last couple of prominent, like let's call it movies that actually made a profit in terms of like a big budget like Moneyball was a great film again it's based on a true story it's about the whole Oakland A's yes phenomenon. winning streak and right. craziness low and budget 42 like I said that was all about Jackie Robinson's story yeah. so yeah I mean those did well because they had big budgets behind them good actors yes. in the roles and stuff but yeah you're right I mean I think it's harder to market to a younger demographic I mean younger people really are already aren't watching Major League Baseball yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to like NBA or NFL but uh yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's hard. I think studios are. Yeah. I think they would shy away from any pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Pun not intended. I mean, but I went there. you don't see a lot of sports movies in general nowadays. If you That's see true. any, they're usually more likely to be football movies. Well, or right. not even focus on the sport in general. Like last year, I think it was where you had the uh, Ben Affleck movie where he was the alcoholic coach kind of right. thing. Like yeah. it, it, it shies more away from the sports angle nowadays. Yep. No, you're right. It's almost more like it's character the human study. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think those days, uh, like, it, there was a lot of those films in the 90s. Yeah. Lots I of feel sports so. films. Space Jam. I mean, we didn't even talk about, you know, like the Mighty Ducks films or anything. There's so many oh, other yeah. sports movies that are geared towards younger demographics, All the family Buds. films. Yeah. But yeah, I feel that it's just a dying breed now. Yep. Yep, definitely. Everybody wants to go see Marvel. Maybe Marvel makes a sports movie. Maybe, like, all the superheroes can get together and play a baseball game like the Cullens did. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, uh, I don't know. If you think if any of the movies I mentioned uh, tonight sound interesting to you, maybe check them out. Um, the problem is I don't think a lot of them are available. Aside from the couple of the more recent ones I mentioned, I don't think a lot of these older ones are available on like Netflix or Disney Plus no. or anything. Maybe Amazon Prime has a couple of them. I'm not sure. I didn't check. But... Or just go watch Moneyball again. Well, yeah, but I'm sure most people have already heard me talk about it before and have already watched it before. So well, I'm, I'm talking. If you haven't, you should now. If you want to look at, like, if you want to, like I said, if you think that one I mentioned earlier about De Niro sounds interesting from the thriller perspective, mm, you can go check that, that one is, out. That's probably the most interesting you've mentioned for sure. <laughs> it's such a, it's a pretty bad film. I'll admit it. It's there's, it, it really falls apart in the second half, but it, it, but it's different. It is different. I'll give it that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a sports movie nowadays, I think it has to be different, different enough. True, but really, it just highlights the fact that I'm going to miss baseball for the next couple of months. Yeah. yeah you're right i will have my mlb the show fixed in about a month but less than a month true it is less than a month now but the day has already been booked off it has not yet no. <gasps> slacking april fools you don't get it off we did find out that it comes out on a friday yeah you, you initially we had a bet i on know it i lost the bet and i had to feed the boy breakfast you had to feed your child breakfast i, I know did. what a terrible bet to lose. i know yeah. 
<laughs> I had to wake up early for it. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I'll miss it too, though. My I really got into the fantasy baseball last yep. year, uh, and I I didn't think I would because I came from doing NFL which is you check it once, twice a week mm-hmm. because there's not that many games and the, all the games happen on three days of the week. Um, but baseball, it, it just seemed daunting having to check literally every day. But I actually really enjoyed it. I was way more engaged with the game because of it. And so I actually think I will miss that more than I will miss actually probably, watching like you, you learned about a lot of other players you never would have known about. Or teams. You know? I watched, yeah. I would, we got a TV yeah. for the bedroom <laughs> to watch um, like West Coast MLB games to fall asleep to. Like, that's the lengths we went to. I watched almost all the Angels and Dodgers games. <laughs> like, I was there every night for them. So I, I will definitely miss that for at least th- until it comes back. But yeah. I am I am sad. Not as sad as you, but I am I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it's a bummer. Well, anyways, on that note. Um, Depression. Yeah. I guess we'll give the email shout out and uh for the email question of the week i guess we can just pose um well i'll, 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 I'll ask you a question do you do you actually like baseball films uh mm-hmm. do you find you know if, if you don't like the sport then i guess you obviously wouldn't like the films but like what you know what do you look for in in baseball films like out of all the ones i mentioned tonight are you would you gravitate more towards the comedies do you like the uh the drama aspects like the biographical films or do you just want to see i don't know something something different you should watch fever pitch i probably should get around to watch fever pitch you're right but yeah i don't know what, what are your thoughts about baseball films are there any ones on here that i mentioned that you have seen before that you want to give a shout out to what's the email sarah when opposites react at gmail.com yeah, well, i guess that brings us full circle back to movies again next week right yeah what are the oscars good question um i honestly do not know i don't know either yeah i feel they're soon I think you're right. It is because usually end of February, but they pushed it this year. I think it's like mid uh, mid March or something. Okay. Yeah, but well, hopefully, uh, if I get around to seeing it on time, you'll be able to talk about the Batman next week. No oh, spo- I think no spoilers, you will. but I think um, you will. yeah. If I if I plan you'll to spoil it for me, yeah, you won't care. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all leak out of my brain before I actually ever watch it or at least listen to it. Alrighty. Well, on that note, we will wrap up tonight's episode. Thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. We'd love to hear from you by uh, by email. You can drop us a drop us a mention about any previous episode. It doesn't have to be about this one. If you're not a baseball fan and you just entirely skip this episode, then <laughs> by all means, feel free to give us a shout about something else. And uh, yeah, we'll do some movie topic next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're looking forward to that. Then you'll see us same or not see us, you'll be able to hear us same time <laughs> next week. Thanks everybody. Have a good night. Boys. Bye.